Welcome back, everyone, to Nintendo Dispatch, your weekly Nintendo podcast covering all things from the world of Nintendo. I'm James, not alone, Montemagno. I am Michael Rivette. And I'm Christina. Whoa. Well, there's so many new voices. It's like a brand new podcast. (laughs) The whole gang is here today. (laughs) The gang is back in town. The gang is back in town. Yeah, Yeah, it's pretty exciting to be back. Hello, everybody. It's been a while. Do you want to reintroduce yourselves? Because probably everybody forgot who you were. Yeah. So I am Michael. <laughs> <laughs> and and I'm I'm Christina. Yeah. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I w- have been gone for a little bit. I think probably what six episodes now. I think I may have missed, and I have been traveling all over for work. I uh, South Dakota, Kansas. I believe I was in Virginia. F- just got back from Florida. And then shortly, I head back out to South Dakota, Michigan, and Kansas again, I think. So it's been kind of a whirlwind past month and a half, two months, just a lot of travel, trying to stay trying to stay on top of things. But I, I will say from the road, it is challenging. There's just so many moving parts and you're, you know, you're kind of tossed in with other people and you're trying to trying to live your life to the best of your ability, but it is, it is challenging. But I, on the plus side, I have got to play a little bit of my Switch and uh, made some progress on a few games that I get to talk to in a little bit. Nice. Well, it's nice to have you back, Michael. We missed you. And yeah, I got to hold down the fort alone for two weeks because mm-hmm. Christina was also gone. So welcome back, Christina. I didn't go to as many states. I just went to Illinois and Minnesota. <laughs> World travelers well, over it. here, my goodness! Yeah, yeah, just moving all <laughs> over the country. Um, I, it does sound like Christina managed to bring a cold back with her from her travels, though, which is always Sorry. fun. Sorry, <laughs> yeah. Well, it is. It's good to have everyone back, and uh, I think we just jump into it. But I think before we get to the the news this week, sounds like even though you just got back, you're already causing drama, Papa Rivet. Yeah. All right. So I do want to discuss something. You have, uh, I guess, upgraded your SD card on your Switch a while back. Fairly cut and dry. No problem there. So I'm at the point where I also needed to upgrade my SD card. I went from a 120, whatever it is, to 400 gigs. And just like you know, you can see on any number of websites all across the internet you basically take your sd card put it in a reader or some sort of adapter if you have and put it in your computer drag the files from that sd card onto the desktop swap it out with the new sd card drag it from the desktop put it on the sd card boom bang boom not a problem you pop it in okay we're good to go i did all of that i popped it in and i kept getting an error saying that it would not recognize the sd card and I, okay, well, that's that's odd. Maybe I have to format it. All right, not a problem. Format it. Let me do it again. Boom, bam, boom. You know, and the problem is I'm moving 100 gigs around. So it's it's kind of a lengthy process at this point to move all of this around. So it's taking a little while. At this point, I'm probably around hour one, maybe a little bit longer than that. And popped it back in, still nothing. Okay, now I'm starting to get a little frustrated. And one of the things I was concerned about was maybe it's a Mac reason. I'm thinking, could there be some weird thing happening that you did it on PC? Every video I've seen has been on PC. I'm doing it on a Mac. Could it be interfering in some way? And I I just couldn't help but think, no, that cannot be the reason. I don't believe that it is it. So then what I went on to do is 
I took the SD card, the 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 current one, the one I'm using, put it back in, looked at it on my computer, and it has a Nintendo folder in there basically on the SD card. Mm-hmm. So what I ended up doing was I opened that folder and took each like subfolder out, put those on my desktop, moved those back into the SD card, not in the folder that it it's there as, but as individual folders. And that seemed to solve the problem. So if anybody's having this issue, you cannot take just the folder that is showing up on the SD card. You need to take those individual folders. I think there was four, maybe five, and use those to swap. That's ultimately all it ended up being, not a Mac PC thing. I was just grabbing the main folder when it, for whatever reason, didn't work. You have to grab the subfolders. Huh. That is very contradictory into what I did. Um, I really, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just simply took out my SD card, put it in a reader, transferred the entire Nintendo folder over, put in the new one, put the entire Nintendo folder over, boom, and put it right back in. That, That was it. That's exactly what I tried the first two times. I just grabbed the Nintendo folder and it would not, uh, it wouldn't even find it. It didn't even see it. So then once I grabbed those four subs, it seemed to work and I booted it up and it shows, I, I have to go through in a little bit more detail, but right before the podcast, I booted it up and I can see that there is at least a hundred and some uh, gigabytes of data on this new card and it seems I didn't get a notice or an error or anything. So it seems to be working now. And I don't know why that's a difference, but uh, for whatever reason, it is. Huh, did, yeah. you try, did you try opening Forger yet and making sure your save is in there? No, no, I have not. Okay. It's probably all gone. Everything I've oh, probably no. is probably... <laughs> no, just kidding. Uh, I, I will do that while we're chatting. Let's see. I will. It, it, it is showing, like I said, everything's there. Uh, we'll open Good. Forger up. Uh, yeah, because that's what you want to make sure is like it'll keep all your icons there because I believe that puts it in internal memory. But because you can, I guess if you were to remove it, it would leave the icon, but it would just have like a missing, you know, little symbol on there for you to re-download it because mm-hmm. the the data is gone. But you know, you can just re-download it so if you remove the SD card. Uh, I didn't have this problem. I also want to mention though that there's a few things, pro tips that if you are doing this, that I would recommend. One, make sure that you have a SD card reader that is USB 3.0. And additionally, that you're plugging your SD card reader into a 3.0 jack. Now, I didn't put it directly into an SD card like reader built into my computer. I put it in a USB adapter. And I had noticed that if you do it in a 2.0, it's going to be much slower than a Mm -hmm. 3.0 adapter. So it's one thing. I don't know if you're putting yours internally, which should be just as fast, but kind of weird if it's not. Mine is going right into my computer, but it has to go through uh, an SD um, adapter. So I don't have an SD mini or whatever these are called. I don't have one of those ports, but I have an SD. So you have to use the little adapter, but it is going directly into the computer. Yeah. Regardless, 100 gigs, still really big. Yeah. So I did. Okay. I can now confirm. I did have to re-download Forager, but the save data is there. Oh, good. Okay. So I don't understand what's going on. Yeah. That didn't work then. Yeah. So, so drama not over because that's not correct. That's apparently, not correct. nothing is working anymore. I, I really oh, don't know no. what's going on with this. It shows, though, that the SD card has all of this information on it. So I, I really don't understand what is happening with this, this situation. 
Hmm. Uh, okay. So the one thing that I'm reading that people do is it's yeah. Say, say it's there. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to send you this article from the verge and exactly how to do it, but you're going to read it and you're like, that's what I did. But I do believe since you had to redownload it, that means it didn't work. So that, that would be my guess. Yes. Yeah, right? That's bad. That's bad. Yeah. And, and this does say it works on both. So there's that. So it does say you need the Nintendo folder. Now, the thing that you could do, though, Michael, is you could create a Nintendo folder and then put everything back in the Nintendo folder. Hmm, maybe inside yeah. inside. Of maybe it. there's some weird little hiccup that I have to do it that way. Yeah, I don't know. Very strange. Uh, all right. Yeah, well, best of luck and make sure you don't get <laughs> don't get rid of your old card until you. Yeah. Get no, there. <laughs> yeah, so. cannot get rid of that yet until I figure out what is happening with the current situation. Oh, my goodness. You haven't had to do this at all, Christina, right? No. And now I'm I'm scared. <laughs> well, it's not like you lose it unless you lose your original card. Like I still have everything I've already had. So there's nothing to be scared of necessarily. No, it's more no. it's more just it just sounds like a process. Yeah, it, it, it is proving to be. Yes. Yeah. And at some at some point you'll want to buy the like now I'm sort of regretting getting a 256 instead of a 400 or 512 because at some point copying if I fill up this card now I got to copy 256 and I also have to have mm. 256 gigs open on my computer. Yeah, That's, it's going to be a problem at some point. So <laughs> all right, well let us get on to the news because we got a huge game drop out of the blue. Well, maybe we were expecting it. I forget if Nintendo said when this was coming out, but the highly anticipated. Next generation Pokemon mobile game, Pokemon Masters, has been released to the masses August 29th out of the blue for me, at least. I opened up my my Android device. I was like, whoa, new game available, downloading it, snapped photos to all of you on our group text message. And apparently a lot of other people have because in the first four days, it has netted over 10 million downloads, which seems to be on pace with Fire Emblem. Uh, Fire Emblem had about 5 million on Android only, kind of assuming iOS about the same so i figure you know i downloaded it i think michael downloaded it christina was like hate pokemon so what did you guys think <laughs> I, I mean for me i i know that it's uh there's a lot to it all right so i jumped in started playing it a little bit there's a lot of story a lot of a lot of just kind of getting through the beginning levels this is how it works here's what you're going to do i like the battling of it from what i can tell it seems like it's a, a sort of a real time there's not a you make a move then they make a move like they could just keep attacking you and if you're not attacking back it seems like you'll just lose the battle from from what i can tell but overall i've only put maybe a couple hours in and i it's it's cool. It's different. And uh, yeah, I'll, I will continue to play it for a little bit. I this was totally off my radar. I had no idea that it came out when you sent us the picture. I was like, what is this? And I think it was just because I was in the middle of vacation and not really checking my phone at all. But yeah, that's so that's why I didn't download it or know anything about it. <laughs> Yeah, I had pre-registered it. You know, you can go in, at least on Android, I think on iOS too, there's, mm -hmm. when you go into the store, you can just say like, there's, when they highlight certain games, like for Mario Kart, I did that. Mm -hmm. You can say, um, you know, register or whatever. And I believe that this coincided with Detective Pikachu coming out on digital and physical release or whatever, but it is all over the Google Play Store. Like it's on the homepage, even though I already have it installed, it's on the app homepage, on the movies homepage, it's Pokemon, like it's just Pokemon all over this thing. And 
I downloaded. I, I agree. I I was I'm pretty astonished by the uh, graphics. I thought they're pretty mm-hmm. good. I mean, they're up there. They look great. Uh, this game is different than other Pokemon game because you are creating a dream team of other Pokemon trainers, unlike normal Pokemon games in which you are collecting Pokemon. So you're befriending other Pokemon trainers and getting them to get together. And I agree with you, Michael. I really enjoyed the real time of this. You get to sort of pick and choose what Pokemon are doing what. You can pick who they're attacking and you can match up. And I like that real time of it. It kind of gave a different feel to the game. Yeah, and it speeds it up, which I, I kind of like. So I'm going to continue playing with this, see what I think. Uh, I haven't run into anything where I there's a paywall or you have to start paying money into play. I'm sure we'll bump into something like that at some point. But overall, I'm happy with it, and I'll continue to check it out. Yeah. So Astral Chain launched last week. Uh, you guys all know that I've been kind of following it a little bit. I saw it at... Um, w- when they announced it that it was going to come out and I've been following it ever since. But apparently you can't make everyone happy. Angry gamers have taken a Metacritic to review bomb the game. So users are spamming uh, review sites with a lot of negative ratings in order to pull down the game's user score as low as possible. Now, while some of these disgruntled scores may be based on genuine complaints, a lot of the zero scores are simply down to the fact that the game is a Switch exclusive and nothing more. But the actual critic reviews have been nine and above. So people are who actually play the game seem to be enjoying it. <laughs> um, this isn't the first time that this has happened. Uh, it happened with Fire Emblem Three Houses. It was also review bombed recently, and it sits at a score of 6.5. And Pokemon Let's Go also was affected like this. Um, became the target of seemingly just frustrated fans who tried to pull its score down on Metacritic and Amazon. So this is kind of frustrating because a lot of YouTubers I watch even, they keep saying the game is really great. They they enjoy it. And I was really happy about it. Then when I saw this article come out, it just, it, it really bums me out. <laughs> yeah, it, it's very aggravating. I, and I think that's the only way, I, the only thing I can put, because it, yeah. it does two things. It, it ruins a game potentially for people that love it. Right. You, maybe mm-hmm. you were on the fence and you and you go to these sites and you want to see what it is. And then that ruins sort of your excitement or whether or not you buy it or makes you just kind of like hold off for a little bit. But then it also ruins the credibility of these review sites. So on one hand, I can't play the game because maybe I, I still kind of value the, the website. But then over time, you start to not even value the website and the reviews themselves. So I don't see any positive to this other than people crybabying about a game that they knew was going to be exclusive to a system. And I, and yeah. I think that this is sort of like the lowest of the low in the gaming community when you're just such a baby about something that you have to go out and sort of bash that game because you don't get your way you know we there's a lot of games that don't come to the switch that we would all love and i would say the majority of us would not even think to go and try to bash a game because it went onto a a system that the switch doesn't get right yeah so i i just think this it's extremely aggravating i think people need to get a life and maybe put some of that energy into doing something valuable in the world instead of doing something like this which is just helping nobody yeah this is a shame and a few things that i want to mention here is if you do go to to metacritic which sort of becomes the de facto that people look at 
because there is the meta score, which are the reviewers, like you said, that has an 87. I talked mm-hmm. last week and this came out, the reviews, the video reviews, the breakdown, everyone has been really enjoying this game, which makes mm-hmm. sense because reviewers are reviewing it on a system in which normally their job is to review games. Uh, mm-hmm. And then you have the user score and then user reviews. This becomes really interesting. And Metacritic can do a better job here. So this comes down to Metacritic because if they see that there's 59 reviews, 57 are positive, and then you get 3,000 user scores that are all mixed up that bring it down to a 6.0, that seems like a red flag. Because if you look just a little bit lower, you will see user reviews in which people had to put time and effort into clicking more than one button you'll see that the user reviews are 847 positive, 14 mixed, and 18 negative, which is overwhelming, right? And then you go to Amazon, and you'll note they have turned off reviews and customer reviews on this game because it has 13 reviews and five stars and no zeros, no ones, which means they must have cleansed it completely. And that's a shame because Hmm. now we're not getting anything more beyond that, which is crazy. So. And I don't, there's nothing wrong if you just didn't like the game, but giving it a zero when the, the, the reviews that have come out have been to the total opposite of that. You know, I've seen nines and aboves on every critical review, nines and aboves, and you're going to give it a zero and try to act as if that's a legitimate review. Come on. The game clearly doesn't deserve a zero. You just are upset. So. That would be like me going and reviewing every PlayStation exclusive game, giving it a zero just because I'm bitter. Exactly. And that's, I am bitter, and that's but what's I wouldn't, happening. I wouldn't do that. Yeah. It's pathetic. I agree. I agree. It's sad. And yeah. hopefully Metacritic, you know, which again becomes a de facto here and every other side, they need to put some safeguards in place. So until we see that, we're going to keep seeing people do this until safeguards are in yeah. place. Yeah. Now, in some more positive news, when Reggie fils decided to step down from Nintendo, we all kind of wonder, well, what is he going to do? What's going to happen now? Well, we now know. And he's going back to school. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) You're never too old to learn, people. And in this case, you're never too old to teach because he's heading back to Ithaca, New York, and he will be teaching at Cornell University uh, with the Dyson School of Applied Economics and Management. His first lecture is going to be this October. He is the leader in residence. His first lecture will share principles for you to master so you can cultivate your own leadership capability. The principles are applicable in any situation, including now while you are a student or in your future endeavors. And that's according to his syllabus. So I think that anybody going to Cornell, if you're taking this class, I would say maybe half, maybe more, are probably Nintendo fans and are just fanboying all about the fact that Reggie's going to be teaching their their mm-hmm. course. I'm that's got to be exciting. That's pretty cool to see. Uh and that's and that's kind of right in our own backyard, so it's it's pretty cool. Yeah, good for Reggie too. Going yeah, going back absolutely. and teaching. Like that's that's cool of him to do. And give him back. I mean, this is mm-hmm. his alma mater, so you know, he's got some history here and it's just really exciting to see that you know, this is he's giving back to a community that probably loves and adores him. So that's that's fantastic. I would Bring your uh, switches to class. There you go. <laughs> Have them sign your switches. You there know, you go. <laughs> I would I would pay for an online streaming. Like if they offered 
this specific class. And I don't know if they do. I'd have to look up if they if they were like, oh, you could sign up for a single class and pay. I would I would attend. I would go. I I think Cornell would be smart to do that only because I guarantee you would probably make some some extra bank off of that yeah. course this this oh, October. Sure. I don't want any credits. Yeah. I just want to watch. Yeah, just to <laughs> just to watch in. You know, that would that would be very very cool. Yeah. So now we're going to move on to a little game news and this is a little a little more disappointing. So Dr. Mario came out and it's it's not doing so well. Uh, industry analyst Daniel Ahmad took to Twitter to share the news that the puzzle game revival Dr. Mario World is its, in fact, lowest grossing Nintendo mobile game to date. Now, it's odd because it does have high number of downloads. Its download numbers aren't terrible. It's actually doing fairly well. It's sort of in the middle of the, the spectrum for the month, but those are just not converting to paying customers for whatever reason. I know I've played it. I made it maybe, I don't know, level 60, 70. I played some of the online, but I never paid a dime. I had no reason to. I never felt like I was I needed to. So maybe Nintendo's having trouble figuring out where that line is that they hook a player, but then they also get them enough to where they're kind of making money off of it. I don't know, but apparently at the moment, it is just downloads are not converting to paid customers. Yeah, Christina, are you still playing this one? I talked about it last week in the download numbers, but are you still playing this one? I haven't touched it since we last discussed it, actually. Um, I just There's so many other games I'd rather be playing. Yeah. Until Mario Mario yeah. Kart is going to be the jam. <laughs> Mario Kart's going to suck all of our time away when we're just yeah. not ever going to leave our phones anymore. But yeah, I, <laughs> I, I agree with you, Michael. Honestly, and same with Christina, I haven't played it since day one. It, it didn't. I'm not a huge Dr. Mario fan slap on my wrist, but Mm -hmm. I just don't love, I don't love the puzzle. I love puzzle games. I love Tetris, but I don't love Dr. Mario all that much. And Mm -hmm. it's okay. It is. I, I don't know if it's okay that the game isn't making money from Nintendo's perspective, but that said after fire emblem, which is their highest grossing game, um, I'm pretty sure they said that they didn't want to try to nickel and dime people. And this game is also one of the most, sort of general audience games from them. Mm-hmm. And I so maybe it's okay. Nintendo hasn't made a statement, but sometimes it's not okay. You know, sometimes it's okay to not nickel and dime all of your users. So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I I I I'm torn on this one because I don't I don't dislike the game. You know, I'm I I think mobile games in general, we've had a lot coming out recently, especially from Nintendo. I, you know, I know Pokemon's its own thing, but with the Pokemon game and then this and a couple others. And then we have got Mario Kart. I'm feeling a little uh, burned out on sort of the mobile game genre in general, because while they're different, they all kind of feel sort of the same, you know, they all kind of Mm -hmm. have a similar look to them. They all kind of play similar, even though they're different games, there's just a lot that's very much the same. It's a lot of whether you're swiping with a Dragalia lost or you're tapping with this, I'm doing the same motion between Dr. Mario and Dragalia lost, right? It's the same thing. And the story just wasn't even there. And there's no story in this one. And I'm worried about that being with the Pokemon game that we just discussed. I think it's, there's a potential. It's all sort of the same thing, just reskinned and repackaged. And I'm wondering, if over time that's what is also burning people out where they're just starting to say you know what i I just don't want to play this anymore it's not doing anything it's not 
there's not a a level of polish. There's not a level of story or anything that gets me to commit. I know that the idea of a mobile game is you pick it up while you're on the bus or in your car or whatever, and you play it for two minutes, and then you go back by about your day when you're not, you know, got other things going on. But I wouldn't hate a mobile game that's more demanding and more complicated. And I would like to see maybe Nintendo figure that out where it feels like there's a story that I really want to get involved in. And there's some sort of, maybe there's different, I just don't want to swipe every time or tap. Like, is there something we can do that pushes these mobile games to another level? And I wonder if that's part of this. People are just burned out on the same motions. I agree. I agree. It is the same thing over and over again. And, and and that's why in the not only just mobile market, but in the game industry, you have so many diverse genres and being on a console gives mm-hmm. you a very diverse set of types of games you can play. And this has been the age old debate of is mobile going to take over um, consoles or will they will it kill it basically because it, it's already definitely taken over money generation, things like that. Will it ever make it go away? And I hope not, because then we're in this situation where we're all playing the same exact clone game yeah. over and over and over again. So mm-hmm. I like it. And, and, you know, when I play Mario Kart on mobile, it has to have, uh, you know, there has to be reasons that it's on mobile and it has to be there. And, and I think they do a really good job um, comparatively. And when I play the game on the Switch, it's very, very different. And and that's a game that I want to sit down. I want to spend hours with. And I want to play with game with friends and I want to chat. Yeah. And I want to do this stuff. Compared to Dr. Mario, you're just like, you're like, all right. And you, you drag all your losses. It's like, oh, this game and then Clash of Clans and this of Clans and that, you know, yeah. this, this knights and armor. And they're all the same. It's all the same thing over and over again. I just want your money. So. Yeah. Ah, oh, just sound like an old man at this point. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, I, I enjoyed Dr. Mario. I didn't hate it. It's just after a while, I would forget to play it. It's not a memorable game because like what Michael said, it's very repetitive. It's just like a lot of other games that already exist. They're not doing anything different, anything new, anything very captivating. So yeah, I just I got stale and and moved on. So those of you who are following Outer Worlds, they dropped a new trailer this past week. Um, I am very excited for this game. We've talked about it previously, but uh, in this new trailer, <clears throat> they take a closer look at a couple of the colonies, um, some of the game mechanics as well, uh, some of the communities and different frontiers that you can play in. And I don't know about if I don't know if either of you watched it, but I know I was getting some Firefly feels. It was kind of like a combination of Firefly and um, Fallout as I'm seeing more and more of the game. So I'm excited about it. Um, And just to refresh our listeners, there is a release date uh, for other platforms on October 25th, but it's coming to Switch later. Um, So I was thinking about it, and I think that I'm going to wait for it to come out on Switch and wait to see other people play it on Switch before I decide what I'm going to get it on. I would love to get it on Switch, but I'm really nervous. I'm very hesitant to get anything that looks like this type of game for the Switch right now. Yeah, I I completely agree with you. I'm also holding off on this one because uh, I just think that the Switch is running into a lot of issues as of late where there's an excitement, there's a buzz for a port that's coming to it. And then when it finally comes out, everybody realizes, oh, it's just not that good, you know? And, And I don't want that to be the case with any more games, let alone something that from the trailers looks so beautiful and seems like it would be a lot of fun. I obviously know graphically the switch can't contend with some of these other consoles and, and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that idea, but it, it, 
if it needs to still work, it needs mm-hmm. to still, you know, well, I push a button, it needs to be able to do what it needs to do. And I don't want it to freeze and stutter and hiccup. So I'm going to wait and see. I don't need this game right now. I've got plenty of games to play, but I am excited for it. And I'm just really hoping it 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 performs well on the Switch. Yeah, I'm really crossing my fingers that it, it goes well. <laughs> mm-hmm. It is a shame uh, that we have to be in this situation uh, where we have to stop and think and hope because mm-hmm. we've seen really great ports, uh, especially with you know Panic Button uh, doing some amazing work. You know, not everything that they do is uh, you know the most amazing, spectacular thing, but it's very impressive, and they are able to run things really well. When we were playing Wolfenstein Youngblood, great, right? I mean, there yeah, was it great, yeah, and it looked great. It it, it mm-hmm. the thing is, you could play the game, and yes. It's going to have pretty much a constant 30 frames per second frame rate, but we're playing that the core functionality of the game is intact and there needs to be a certain bar and you can't have 20 minute load times and you can't have all these things. And this is what gamers are expecting, right? You might time it Porsche. Come on now. And uh, (laughs) it comes down to, I I don't know if it's the engines that are growing, if it's the operating, you know, what parts of, of this go into it. Um, but uh, I'll be curious to see how the port goes and, and like you all said, you know, how it goes. But mm-hmm. we are getting some other games, which are kind of ports, which is some updates to some ports to talk about. So I have some quick ones here. Uh, over the weekend, uh, Nintendo released a few videos on their official YouTube channel with some new games uh, that were released, but also that are coming soon. And the first one that I got to play or see at PAX last year uh, was the Untitled Goose Game, which is officially called the untitled goose game. Uh, this game <laughs> is amazing. You play as a goose. It looks spectacular. It comes out September 20th. Are you guys buying it? Mm, no. Great. Uh, <laughs> I may buy it. I, it's a game that I love that exists. I don't know if I need to buy it, but I, I love that this game exists. I, I don't understand what it is still. I really don't. Like I watched the trailer a couple of times and I just don't get it. Um, you play as a goose. You're, it's a goose. Yeah, game. I know. But what are you doing? Like you literally just walk around honking. I, honking. I can't pay for that. I'm sorry. I just can't. <laughs> I love it. I'm into it. Uh, well, maybe there is a different game out there, Michael, where you shoot stuff. Do you want to shoot stuff, Michael? How does that sound? Yeah, I like I like shooting stuff. You like shooting stuff. Cool. Uh, well, Bulletstorm, the amazing game from 2011, that's right, has made its way all the way to Nintendo Switch eight years later, but that's okay because Bulletstorm, the Duke Nukem edition, it's called something else, but I'm going to call it the Duke Nukem edition, over the weekend just came out of nowhere. It's like, here it is, boom, Bulletstorm. Uh, this game originally came out for the PS3 slash Xbox 360. Uh, it was developed by People Can Fly. It's been published by Gearbox, Epic, EA, sort of like a hybrid of them for the different consoles. It was remastered in 2017 and more DLC came out, including this Duke Nukem edition. And now this full version with all DLC and Duke Nukem that you can play through throughout the entire game is $30 on the Nintendo Switch. Uh, and what's cool about this game is it is ridiculous over the top. I mean, I heard people on Twitter that said, I can't believe this is on a Nintendo console. But to be honest, it's like, whatever, right? You know, I'm, I've am i been mm-hmm. playing Doom. I've been playing all these games. And why can't Bulletstorm come out? You know, and it looks awesome. Yeah. And I think I think the Switch needs games like that, yeah. because wasn't that always the problem with Nintendo in, the, in their consoles in the past where it's hard to take it as a serious gaming system sometimes because you feel like, oh, it's got pikman and these kind of cartoony playful games that are great but you know 
some people just don't want to play that stuff. And you can give them something like this that is maybe more in their genre, more in their wheelhouse. And I, I think it's fantastic that it's coming to the Switch. And if it plays great, then all the better. Yeah. And it's been getting really good reviews. I've been reading from like comments that people have been playing it already. And they said it's really on par with some of the really great ports, like the top level, like Doom ports that have been out there. Because uh, it has a similar kind of Doom-esque vibe to it, I would say. Uh, and I'm pretty excited about it. It's on my wish list. $30 is just a little bit steep for me. But mm-hmm. uh, once it goes on sale, I'm definitely in. But a game that I have been sleeping on, two games, three games almost, that I've been sleeping on that I do want to buy in this entire same vein is Doom 1, Doom 2, and Doom 3, which we've talked about over and over again. Uh, but we did talk about Doom 1 and Doom 2 as they are very old school and you know some of the issues with ports of Doom. Now, I have been interested in picking these up. There's a few bucks. Obviously, they're patched the game. You have to do all the login, all this stuff, which was shenanigans. But announced on Twitter from the Doom account, they are coming out with a new patch, no specific word on date, but it will have improved in-game lighting and improved in-game audio to match the original, which was one of the bigger complaints due to the time sync of it. And additionally, game performance improvements. Now, there was no word on aspect ratio updates, uh, which aspect ratio of the original Doom was not a 16 by 9, but a lot of Doom ports get stretched out to that aspect ratio. So hopefully they also put that in there. That would be very nice, Uh, but we'll see. But if you already bought Doom 1 or Doom 2 or on the fence, just know that this is coming and we'll report on it as it makes its way. But that's going to do it for all the news. So it gets to everyone's favorite five. supply dropped up. Anything, Michael? No. Okay. No, no, there's no no Fortnite supply drop this week. Now, can we just say this? Worst season ever, possibly? I, honestly, I, I don't even know. I don't play it. <laughs> it's, I have barely, I, I played it for the very one week and I have not turned it on since. I've decided I don't like the challenges, the way they're doing it. Um, and, and I, and I, and this is, this is a total opposite from the last, the last season, but I kind of feel that it's taking away from the game at this point. I feel like I'm so pressured into going on every day to try to do a challenge that I'm just, I just stopped. Yeah. I just was like, I, I'm, I can't even have fun anymore. The challenges were fun for me, but I enjoyed playing the game. And now I feel like the challenges are the game and you may play you know, battle Royale in the meantime, but it's just, there's so many challenges. I just can't keep up. So I, I just stopped. And I couldn't figure it out. It was too drastic of a change. I believe huge difference, huge difference. Yeah. And then, you know, there are just tons of modes. There's more modes than ever. And these are all positive things that we've talked about in the past, obviously. And I, they just doubled on, double down on it. It just doubled down on it. And there wasn't enough to make it mm for me. And I agree. I haven't turned it on since week one. I was busy doing wedding stuff. And, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, in general, I was like, I, I don't want to feel pressure. Like I want to turn this on. I want to go on and do the challenges because I want to. And what I enjoyed about the weekly progression was that I could go on two weeks from now and still do all the stuff. And, I don't know if I can because it's all confusing at the end of the day. At this point, it's it's almost timed. So what ends up happening is there's some challenges that you that that open up daily for the week and if you don't go in if you go in maybe on the last day, 
you have to do all of that in one day. Mm. It's a, and then it closes up and it's gone. And then there's all the ones that don't open until you do like one or two of the challenges and then you'll see more. And it just kind of got to the point where, you know what, I'm, I'm just not enjoying that. So I did play it a little bit, but I, it was literally to go on and play. And I just stopped thinking about the challenges. And maybe that's the key at this point. I don't know, but I think they kind of broke it a little bit um, because it just seems to be overwhelming. Mm, that's a shame. That's a shame. I agree. But I agree. And it's a shame. So whatever. Fortnite. <laughs> Done. <laughs> well, now let's move on to the top 10 bestsellers of the week. So first comes in Superbeat Zonic. Second is Astral Chain. Third, Bastion. Fourth is Transistor. Fifth, Minecraft. Sixth, Yu-Gi-Oh! Legacy of the Duelist, Link Edition. Seventh is Phoenix Wright, Ace Attorney Trilogy. Eighth is The Legend of Zelda, Link's Awakening, but the pre-order of it. Ninth is Fire Emblem Three Houses. Tenth is Serial Cleaner. And then a couple other new games that didn't make it quite to the top ten. <clears throat> Risk of Rain in 22nd place. And R.A.D., or I guess Rad, <laughs> in 23rd mm-hmm. place. Yeah, lots of sale nice. stuff. Did you buy any yeah. of these games, anybody? I know I did. I did. I uh, I bought Bastion and because I, I had already bought Transistor. Neither of them have I, I haven't played yet. But uh, Bastion, I was excited to get. Transistor, I'm excited to play. Fire, Fire Emblem Three Houses, I am really, really interested in getting. I think that's going to be my first Fire Emblem game will be Three Houses. I hear it's just fantastic. I want to play it. Um, so that would be it for me. Yeah, I, I thought Serial Cleaner looked kind of cool, but I, I don't know if I'll pick it up or not yet. Dollar <laughs> fifty, $1.50. Do it, Christina. Yeah, we need yeah. that review. <laughs> uh, I was uh, I picked up three games off of it. I picked up Super Beat, Zonic, which I'll talk about in a bit. I also picked up Bastion and Transistor because I did not buy them. They're on great deal. And to be honest, Christina, I almost bought Serial Cleaner, too. I was like, this game looks oh. really cool. I, I was really on the fence mm-hmm. with it. And uh, yeah, but I also if you go right now is streaming this weekend and one of our viewers from Australia, I was playing super beat and he ended up buying it, but he went on to the Australian store, not on sale. So he created a U.S. account oh. or you can create a U.S. account. He, he linked a PayPal account or whatever and bought it in the U.S. because it's on sale in the U.S. And then he went into the the game, the great deal section for the U.S. And he was like, Oh my goodness, you all have just amazing deals right now. He's like, I'm buying all these games, just all of them. So <laughs> interesting to think about if you're in other regions and you're listening. Yeah. You can create a US account. I have a I have a Japanese account and an EU account for those reasons, for downloads and demos and stuff. But you know, give it a give it a go. Um, because good deals are good deals in general. So yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, well, let's get on to the new releases, I guess, for this week. There was another sneaky game besides Bulletstorm that came out, uh, which is Risk of Rain 2. I talked about it a few weeks ago, and it was announced, and it just came out. I I don't remember them saying that it was coming out on the first, but I booted up the Switch, and boom, there it was. Uh, what was cool is that Risk of Rain 2, uh, which has been on Steam, was released on all the consoles, and they also put out a full roadmap about the free updates that will be going into the game all the way through summer of 2020. And Risk of Rain 2 is really cool because it's an online multiplayer you know, shooter, kind of roguelike uh, game. Uh, and I was really into it. it it's, I think it's 30 bucks or 20 or 30 bucks, uh, which kind of puts me on the fence. But 
uh, if you're looking for that game, boom, it's already there. And like, uh, you know, Christina said, it's already in the top 30. So I think it's going to definitely breach in the top 10 next week. Excellent. Excellent. So now we're going to get to the new releases. And on September 2nd, today, actually the day we're recording, we have Spyro Reignited Trilogy for $40. This is a game I've actually been wanting. I've been excited for. So I would believe I would be picking this one up because I want to kind of replay all the memories I had from playing Spyro the Dragon the first time. I believe that was the first game I ever played that I got everything that was in the game. I completed it 100% and I felt so excited because there's so many little rubies or whatever you collect. I don't even remember now, but this is the remastered version of the original three games. You get Spyro the Dragon, Spyro 2, Ripto's Ripto's Rage, (laughs) and Spyro Year of the Dragon. Now, I believe I only played the very first one and from what I've seen of side-by-side comparisons, it looks just like a it, it looks like a totally different game it's it's amazing how good they did with this uh remastered version so i'm super excited on the third we have barrier x or barrier 10 uh for three dollars we have torchlight 2 for twenty dollars finn and the ancient mystery for five dollars but it's on sale right now for 350 root letter last answer for thirty dollars on the fifth Oh my goodness, we have a 3DS game coming out. Amazing. It's called Quarters, Please. And it's for $5. It looks like it's more of a, almost like a retro game. So like arcade games all in one. I think there's, I don't know, a couple games in there, five, 10, something like that. But they're all those retro style games utilizing the dual screen of the 3DS. Kind of cool. I don't know if I'd pay five bucks for it now, but I think it's, it's definitely interesting. Then there's River City Girls for $30, Spice and Wolf VR for $25, Gnome's Garden Lost King for $10, As Divine Menace for $13, 50 Words by Pogi for $8, Battle Supremacy Ground Assault for $20, Hyperforma for $10. It's on sale for a whopping dollar off at $9. Whoopo Definitive Edition, $15. It's on sale for $12. If My Heart Had Wings, $20. It's on sale for $18. The Battle of Mojang for $10. Pocket Clothier for $12. Space Cows is $13, but it's currently on sale for $11.70. And then Headliner Nova News for $14. On the 6th, we have Super Jumpy Ball for $5, but it's on sale for $4.50. Remothered Tormented Fathers winning the weirdest title of the week game for $30. Hymno for $5. Tetris 99 plus the 12 month Nintendo Switch online for $30. Creature in the Well is 15. It's on sale for $13.50. And NBA 2K, $60. (laughs) (laughs) So let's go back to the top here. Christina, what do you have marked for this week? Not much, unfortunately. I see that. (laughs) Yeah, nothing, nothing really stood out to me. Uh, Creature in the Well looked kind of cool. It's like a pinball, pinball sword inspired hack and slash dungeon crawler sort of game. Um, mostly, I liked it because of the art style, which I'm I'm a sucker for that kind of look. So uh, I probably won't pick it up just because it's not really a, a game for me. But you know, it looked it looked pretty cool. 
Yeah, I mean, I remember that one. I think Mats and I, you may have been on the show at the time, but I can't remember. But I know Mats and I discussed it a while back because I thought for sure it was during one of the uh, Nindy Directs. And I thought for sure, I was like, oh, Mats is going to love this because it's a pinball inspired oh, okay. game. And um, he, he said no. So I, I don't know. It, it definitely is loosely inspired. I will say that. But the the fighting mechanic, I think, is where they pulled the pinball-esque style from. Yeah. But I thought it also looked interesting. I, I kind of was I, – I thought it was neat, different. That must have been why it looked so familiar because mm-hmm. it's it, like it, it, it looks yeah. similar. Yeah. We did talk about it a while back. Yep. Yeah. And then the only other thing, I didn't mark it, but I did highlight it was the remothered tormented fathers if you're into really spooky games definitely check this one out it looks really creepy <laughs> yeah it looks very strange yeah <laughs> but that that's it for me how about you Mots? i see a lot of checks here <laughs> happening yeah i did put a lot of checks so i went back and rewatched creature in the well and i put a check mark on it uh, i i agree i started to look a little bit more into the pinball mechanics it does seem a little bit more on my alley uh, this hack and slash is very sort of painted journey-esque style graphics. Uh, pretty into it. Uh, I will say that I also did Spyro reignited the trilogy. I've never played any Spyro game game because I was a Nintendo person. So I never played the originals. And by the time that Spyro was on Nintendo hardware, they weren't necessarily the, the most shiniest spotlight for, for uh, the games. Um, mm-hmm. but I did put a few other little ones. I'm totally picking up barrier X, even though it has a terrible logo. It is this crazy mm-hmm. high speed shoot, dodge sound, super high speed racing game. It's $3. I don't know. I can't, I can't pass it up. It, it looks ridiculous. Uh, if you like high speed, <laughs> crazy trance stuff, I don't know. I'm pretty sure that the, the game is going to be a game that you play for five or six minutes. Or, it, mm. yeah, that's totally what the game is. It's sort of just go as long as you can on this path without dying. Sort of like the old helicopter games that you would play on your phones or on the like online. Like, I have this helicopter. Like, how far can I get it? You know, and but this <laughs> one's crazy high speed. I did put Torchlight 2 on there. I love this game. Uh, talking about the 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 trailer that they put out for it. Uh, this was from the, the Indie Direct that they did a few weeks ago that I covered by myself. Uh, this one looks super duper cool. It is four player online, uh, towards I one, a lot of people raved about. So this is more of a dungeon crawler, um, type of game. Uh, but again, I like it that it's four player online co-op, you know, good shout out for that one. Uh, I also put on, uh, him now. I don't know why, but this game is from our good friends over at Rattalakai games. Uh, this is just by a solo developer. They call it a non-violent, no death platformer. Uh, and this Game is in that 8-bit, 16-bit kind of style to it, but I watched through the trailer and it looked pretty good. Uh, looked, I don't know, pretty neat. Just as for a five-dollar game, it's kind of at that good price point where it might be worth giving it a shot. Ah, oh, what else did I put? Uh, River City Girls looks cool. That's by Way Forward. Way Forward, big uh, fan of those developers. And this is in a River City Ransom-esque, but, you know, um, you're playing as the River City girls, uh, kicking butt all over town. And I thought that was neat. Uh, And I also put, Michael, I know, and Christina, I know you're both excited about this, Super Jumpy Ball. No? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Yeah. I I can't say that it gripped me right off the bat, but uh, I don't know. We'll look into it a little bit more. We'll see. We we did get a code for this game from casualgames.nu. Very excited. It's eight-player local. So, you know, we all can play together when I make my way out to New York. 
And uh, no, I, I, you know, I don't want to this game. It looks like hand drawn and stuff like that. But (laughs) that said, we did get a code, so we got to give it a fair shake. One of us will be playing this game and reporting back on it next week. And maybe we'll even live stream it. Who knows? I'm very it looks similar to a super meat boy, but you play as a smiley emoji, I guess. So Mm -hmm. I don't know. You know what though? In to to be fair, as we were saying, it could be good. It just doesn't look visually interesting, right? right? And I think that, that that's what a lot of people base on at first. It's that first impression. But if the gameplay is solid, a game can be fun and and not look good. So we'll see. Like we'll have a code. We're gonna try it out and we're gonna report back. Well, hopefully it's it's something decent for four fifty five bucks. I mean. It could be good. Yeah, we'll see. see. (laughs) (laughs) Now, for me, I only have one. I have one this week from the entire list, and that is Spiral. As to you know, a surprise to no one. I think uh, it just looks amazing. The remastered versions look so so good, and it's a little steep. I will say, forty dollars seems a little heavy, but you are getting three full games for that price. I I don't know. I put one check hoping maybe it'll go down, like we'll get a sale on this at some point. But it is something I do plan on picking up because I remember just such fond memories what's, of playing Spyro. What's your, what's your Insta-Buy price on this game? Insta-Buy would be like a like a $30 marker. Because you're that's ten dollars a game. I mean, that's that's pretty reasonable. Even it's it's something about the the fact that I can remember playing this years and years ago. Even though I know this is remastered, it looks it looks totally different. But it's just like ah, forty is just a little little bit much. I don't know why. I wish I could go and get Fire Emblem, which is brand new for you know not that much more. Yeah, I wish they would have done. Mm. For, uh, here's here's the other sell that they could have done. What if they sold them individually? For fifteen dollars, or in a pack of three for forty dollars, then you're like, "Oh, I'm getting a deal." Yeah, I mean that's actually a great idea too. Because in in reality, I probably would have bought Spyro for fifteen and then played through it, beat it, mm-hmm. and then bought the next one, and probably in the end paid more. Yeah. But something about dragging it out, I don't know why it's that 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 quick hit of like, oh, 40 bucks right off the rip. Whereas if I play a full game, got my $15, I feel like I got my money's worth because I've never played the others. Spyro to me is worth 15. So I I don't know. I think that would have been a good way of marketing it. Absolutely. That gets us to everybody's favorite segment in the show. What you playing? Uh, I guess I'll kick it off. Uh, I did some live streaming over the weekend. Why not? I had picked up two games. The first one that... Christina and I had talked about, I believe I bought it on the show, Christina, which is Subdivision Infinity DX. I'm pretty sure I just like bought it, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I remember you doing that. <laughs> uh, it, it was on sale for $7 or $6. It's a space shooter. Third, I'm going to call it a third person, but th- th- third person perspective space shooter slash mining game. Uh, I did play through it, uh, two hours or so of it. You can upgrade. You can buy a bunch of different weapons and upgrade those weapons on your ships and switch out the ships and they can have different weapons on them. And um, there's a full story campaign, which I've played through the first part of it. Uh, It takes a little bit to get used to on the flight mechanics because you always have to hold down the LZ button to accelerate, which is super annoying. 
And mm. it's because if you press up, which in a lot of games you think you're going forward, that actually is going to bring your ship up. So when you're in neutral, you fly forward. And if you go down, you go down. If you go up, you go up, which makes sense 100%. However, when I'm going through this world for about the first 45 minutes, I kept hitting, like if I was going through asteroids and there'd be in a tunnel, I kept hitting the ceiling. I'm like, why do I keep hitting the ceiling? I don't understand. It's because <laughs> I was pressing up and I was like, oh, I'm an idiot. I just need to press no buttons and just go forward. I will say I was playing on my pro controller though, and I was getting uh, finger cramp with this game. Hmm. Oh, yeah, the because you constantly have to hold down the triggers, and and you also have to. So here's the problem: you have to hold down the LZ trigger, and then you also have to click down on the left joystick to boost. Okay. If you do that, if you if you have a controller with you, try this. It is not super comfortable to do. You'll you will note that there is an unusual amount of strain on your thumb muscles going down into your forearm, into your arm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you're pushing down on on everything pretty yeah. much. Whereas when or toward towards you towards yeah. you, where where when you're in Fortnite, you do also have to press down to, or whatever to run, but you're not holding down an awkward L trigger at the same time to do it. So. Uh, it it looked good. It played well, good frame rate. Uh, there were these bonus kind of free range missions where you could go out, um, and, and blow up and mine different things and get things for your ship. So that was kind of cool, but, uh, it hasn't pulled me in a hundred percent just yet. Uh, but it's not bad. It's not amazing. It's an okay game so far. It's it's an okay. Okay. Uh, now the game, the number one game in America, super beat Zonic, which was on sale for like 10 cents or whatever. Uh, I picked up, I saw it on slick deals and because one, I don't know if you all know, I love rhythm games. I'm a huge, I just love them. Mm-hmm. It's unknown secret about me. I love rhythm games. They're my favorite. I spent a lot of time in the arcade, please playing, uh, DDR playing, um, um, uh, DJ Max, for instance, a lot of, a lot of arcade based rhythm games, big fan and super beat Zonic, uh, as a game that came out in 2005, originally it was released in 2017. Uh, it is sort of the spiritual su- successor to DJ Max. And I was reading the comments on slick deals and people said, don't overlook this game, this game. I know it's silly that it's nine cents, but this is a game that you're totally <laughs> going to want to buy if you're into music games. It's done by a bunch of like J-pop producers, a lot of J-pop music, really good music, all different genres inside of it. Uh, I played it for a few hours last night. I was streaming it. You can check out our Twitch. Uh, Yeah, this game's awesome. It's so good. Like every part of it. Nice. So flipping good. Plays great. The control, really intense. Um, You can control speeds. You can control the sounds that you make. You can control your difficulty. Uh, There's a world mode where there's different um, there's different challenges that you can do and you uprank and you can put different DJs on as your caricature, which have different powers. So maybe you need more health or you need more defense. Uh, it's really cool. Lots of combos, uh, buttons on it. Uh, very impressive. And, uh, our one, uh, uh, Ryan who was watching the stream, uh, like I said, he bought it because I was playing it. So, oh, wow. yeah, yeah. Uh, and then also if you do get this, it may still be on sale. Uh, one thing that you want to do is there's a bunch of free DLC that you can get to. There are some packs that you can buy for like two bunch additional songs, but there's also a bunch of free DLC packs that you can just grab. So 
totally recommend it. Uh, awesome game. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. That's it. All right. Well, for me, there were a couple that we've already discussed. Pokemon Masters, I put a little bit of time in. Fortnite kind of played a little bit of. The two that I probably played the most over the last few weeks have been Bloodstained, which I finally got into, finally started, I should say. And I... um. I'm not going to play it anymore. Oh, no. I, I, I've played up until the first boss, which isn't very long, to be to be honest. It's like essentially the first level. And it just doesn't look or play very well on the Switch, which is extremely upsetting because it looks so good on the other systems. And, it you know, we've we got such a stripped down version on the Switch, which... We kind of knew going in, you know, a lot of people have already discussed this problem, but the major problem with this game is that you're kind of, it's almost like you're playing underwater. There's such a delay when you hit the buttons that you can't help but notice there's there's this, there's this hesitation. So if I'm trying to dodge an attack, it's just very clunky and it does not play well and I just die over and over and over. And it's it's just not fun. The the cutscenes don't look good. The the play mechanic, their play style, and just with the controls, just aren't very good. And I do think you could get through it, but the developers have said that they're coming out with updates to hopefully resolve these issues. And if that's the case, I would rather just wait and put the time in some on some other game then then completely ruin this because I am excited for it. I like some of the RPG elements that are in this. I like the 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 world and the atmosphere of this game and I am excited for a Castlevania type game. But at in its current state, I just think it's going to ruin the game for me as opposed to make it exciting and fun. So I'm just going to put it aside, let them update it, let them hopefully fix it because it is just not ready. It's just not ready. And it's it's crazy to me that you can see you know, these jagged edges on the on the animation screens and just this artifacting happening. And it's crazy to me that you're seeing that stuff. It feels like this game was it wasn't ready. And uh, so I'm hoping I'm hoping that gets resolved. Yeah, we'll we'll see. And I will say that, you know, it's, I was rereading the blog post from Kickstarter and they were going to do a, a bunch of small updates and they kind of scrapped that. This is a month ago that they announced this They're doing one huge one which is a shame. I mean, it's good and bad, I guess, but they apparently apparently the game is selling well because they're bringing in additional resources from way forward. Epic and the Unreal team are getting involved in this. So, good. I mean, they got to do something cuz I like you, I haven't turned it on since I and I I played through it and saw that I said I really enjoyed it, but I I want it to be better. <laughs> so, um, yeah. yeah. Uh, so anyways, I think there's a lot of potential. There's a lot of potential, um, but it just needs they they need to at least get sort of that that button delay resolved. That's a major thing. I, there was a couple times maybe you had discussed this as well, where I jump between levels and there's like this if you're jumping up because you have to jump up out of screen and then it kind of like shifts and then you're jumping out of this wherever you jumped up from if that makes sense and so what would happen is i would jump up it would do its little shift to the next screen up and then i would fall right back down because i couldn't get over quick enough 
to jump to the platform I was trying to jump to. It just had this hesitation and I just kept missing my jump. And you really had to make this exaggerated leap in order for the game to say, oh, okay, you want to be up here. There were other times where you were jumping up and then a platform would kind of like, I don't know, come in from underneath you. And that's how you stayed on the the floor you wanted to be on. And it just wouldn't come up. It would just kind of like, let me just fall right back down. Then I would jump again, fall right back down. And then on the third, fourth try, it would be like, okay, now you're on the level you want to be on. So it, it just kind of got frustrating. And I think for a game where it's very precise, you want to like, you need to be able to be quick and jump fast and kind of be precise with your attacks. I think that that's a, that's a key thing that's missing. Now, the game that I have been spending the majority of my time with is Forager. I, I had been looking forward to Forager for quite a while. I knew that this was coming out. It had been it had released on Steam a while back. Now, this is uh, published by Humble Bundle, and it's, I think, a single developer called Hot Frog. I believe it's just one person creating the entire game. And Forager, is a, it's described as a 2D open world game inspired by your favorite exploration, farming, and cre- uh, crafting game. So you think Minecraft and basically Stardew Valley. The look of Stardew Valley, to, to some extent, it's got that 8-bit, 16-bit sort of top-down look. And you are literally foraging for resources. What you do, you start on a single plot of land and you have a pickaxe and you're just kind of walking around. You have no idea what you're supposed to do. There's no story. There's no anything, no directions. And you knock down trees, you get some wood, you knock down, you chop up rocks, you get some rocks, you know, and you're little by little, you're just kind of foraging around for resources. And once you get enough of those, you maybe build a, uh, like a foundry. So now you can make some other stuff. Maybe now you can, instead of the, the, the ore that you have, now you can make iron. And from the iron, maybe you can make you know, I don't know, a cooking table or something like that. And little by little, as you find more resources, you begin to build and create this sort of compound where you're going to have ovens and foundries and work tables and uh, windmills that do grain and stuff like that. And they're all pre-built like like buildings and structures you're not you're not literally crafting them like you would maybe in Minecraft where you're building something but you have to unlock them and you do that through a uh like a skills tree basically and you have something that's more towards the farming section more towards the gathering hunting section more towards like the tech and towards sort of spelly type stuff and as you use your leveled up skills you can use more and more of these and they give you more and more things that you can do later in the game which is where i am right now i'm almost completely done with the game after 25 ish hours uh you are essentially a god you're just walking around things are gathering for you around you you have orbs and drones that kind of just circle you collecting everything as you walk around your weapon like your pickaxe you'll hit something and it explodes and then the parts go to your your bank somewhere and and that's when it starts to get really really fun because you're not doing the tedious gathering any longer you're actually just kind of just stuff is happening, just, you know, going off all around you. And that really does depend on how you spell your, spend your skill points because it could take you longer than it took me, depending on where you put those points. I just happen to unlock certain things such as, um, 
I can't think of the name of what it is, but there's a there's basically these little posts that you put up that mine resources within a circle of them. And so they automatically go to your vault. And that was a huge, huge game changer because I no longer had to walk around and mine stuff all the time. Now I had these posts doing it all over the place for me. And that made me able to do other stuff. Now, one of the things you do gather is coins. You can either create them or find them or both. And with those coins, you buy more land and it's a tile structure. So as you buy more land, you get more of the quote unquote story. There's no real story, but you do meet some NPCs that give you quests and things like that. And it just kind of expands from there. I believe I'm just about done. I don't know if there's a boss battle of any kind. I've pretty much solved all of the like little temples or galaxies or whatever they call it. I've met all the NPCs. I believe I've created, crafted all of the extra things that I can. So I'm almost completely done with what is playable right now. Now, I will say it started very slow. It started very dry for maybe the first half hour, hour. I was kind of hating it. Then I found a sweet spot where I could not stop playing it for maybe the next 15-ish hours. And now I'm back to the point where I feel like I'm just grinding again to get to the end. So there's a lot of time right now to wait on resources to be made before I can make the things I need to finish the game. And now it's kind of back to that all right, well, I don't really have a lot to do. I'm just waiting again. So if we had a scale of one to 10 or something like that, I would say it's a seven-ish to give people a rough ballpark. It's, It's very, very cute. I think if you like these types of games, you will absolutely love it because you do get hooked on that gathering mechanic. It's it's a blast. I just wish there was more story, more drive for me in this game, but overall, very, very cute. And it's something worth checking out for sure. How many hours do you have in the game so far? I, I think I have about 20, 25, somewhere in there. Okay. So, and I would say maybe there's, right now it's tough because there are times I put my switch down and just let it, because everything's mining on its own at this point. Like Uh I have so many different foundries going that Mm -hmm. I need those resources to create, you know, like in Minecraft, you, you do like the, the stove or whatever, and you make the, the iron ore so that you can make something. And, but that takes time to produce. That's exactly what I'm doing right now. It just takes time. So I'll just put my switch down and go walk off. I'm not even playing. I just, I have nothing else to do until I get the materials I need. And so that's why it's kind of like this weird, boring part right now because I've I've pretty much solved all the puzzles that there are to solve, which is what you would be doing while you're waiting for, you know, this, this material to, to create. So, but I will say um, that the developer, even though it is a single person, they, they do so much extra in the game there as you unlock as you, as you unlock things, there's like little achievements like, Oh, you talk to all the NPCs or, Oh, you've killed, you know, 400, like slimes you'll get these little achievements and if you get a certain amount every 10 20 30 whatever you unlock these extras and the extras are really interesting there's like a behind the scenes of how the game was created there's a coloring book there's concept art and all these like really interesting cool things that they did not have to give you that unlock as you progress through the game and they included a roadmap so you know that the next thing is a farm version of it where you're going to be just doing more farming and then there's some sort of combat update that's going to be coming out and then there's others that haven't been revealed yet so it's it's really really cool. I mean it it is definitely a game that I would support 
maybe wait for a sale of some kind, $15, something like that. Because 20, I'm not entirely sure. I really enjoyed it. was really looking forward to it in the beginning. So that's why it was a steal for me. But I would say at 15 or low, lower, everybody should buy it. It's it's definitely worth having on your Switch. Nice. That's really cool. That's like an amazing yeah. overview review <laughs> of it. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Nice. Is it my turn now? Yeah, oh, okay. that's it for me. <laughs> I just didn't want to go ahead if you weren't finished. Um, no, I'm done. So I've still been playing Automa Chef. I gave a mini review of it last week, just picking it up here and there and playing. It's getting a lot more difficult, <laughs> but I'm still enjoying it. Uh, I did play on one of my flights. I got the opportunity to play Mario Kart with someone sitting next to me. That was an awesome experience. It was some college student from Dubai and he took out a switch was playing Mario Kart. And I was like, oh, I have mine too. And so we just started playing and played a couple of games. It was awesome. Uh, and I know that you mentioned last week, Mott, that uh, Michael was going to be reviewing Decay of Logos, but I will actually be <laughs> reviewing it. I installed it this week. I haven't had a chance to play it yet, but hopefully this week I will and I can come back with a little something to say about it. Very cool. Yeah, we got a code for that one. Yeah. And I mentioned there was a day one update. So I hope that you get that day one update and kind of can run it down. I kind of felt like it was yeah, sort of up your alley. I mean, it's kind of up everybody's alley in this sort of Zelda-esque style. Open world. Open yeah. world. So I was even interested in it. And I was on the our thread, our text message thread, and everyone's like, oh, it looks interesting. So I'm glad that you're going to you're gonna play through it and, and update. So mm-hmm. that's rad. Nice. I also just bought Super Beat. So nice. <laughs> I have that now too. Super Beat. Also, I do want to mention that Lines Infinity is on sale. I heard 50 cents heard. off. 50% off, which I think is 50 cents. I think it's like 50 cents. Just about. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so just saying. Uh, I probably won't pick that up just because I haven't gone back and played Lines X since getting Automa Chef or any like I, I have so many games on my switch now than I have ever had before on any console so I just don't know what to do with all of them at the moment <laughs> that's the life of a switch owner to be honest with you mm-hmm. yeah I was scroll yeah I'm not complaining yeah, I was scrolling <laughs> through the eShop there's so much stuff not I mean it's not necessarily all good but there is a lot of stuff yeah uh, well what do you know when we all get back together we record 110 minute or one hour and 10 minute podcast <laughs> 70 minutes of goodness ah uh, <laughs> Well, this was a joy. Thank thank you two for being back in my life. Absolutely. <laughs> Happy to be back. Good. All right. Well, everyone can follow us, of course, at NintendoDispatch.com. Tell your friends about the podcast. If you happen to meet a fellow traveler on an airplane ride, I hope that you tell them about the awesome Nintendo podcast that you co-host um, and be like, oh, hey, subscribe to this podcast. Get one more listener. If you have a friend that's on an airplane and has a Nintendo Switch, tell them about the podcast. You can download it on the Wi-Fi. I mean, sure, it's a big download, but you know, yeah, go wi- playing Wi-Fi. By the end of your flight, it'll be done downloading, and then you can walk through TSA and listen to us. Joyful. You can always follow us on Twitter at Dispatch Podcast. So until next time, this has been your Nintendo Dispatch. <laughs>